breaching the fault lines of today. Welcome to Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is Dr. Zudi Jasser. Welcome back to another week of Reform This on the Blaze Radio Network. It's always great to be with you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for listening. This is your faithful, humble American Muslim correspondent, that Muslim ready to engage in reform, to call out our enemies, ideological or otherwise, that do not support freedom, liberty, but rather are part of the global Islamist movement. And week to week, you and I together address those issues, those front lines and the chasm between the land of Islam or political Islam and the land of freedom and liberty here in the West. And I do believe, as I've said many times, this is a battle about what America is, what America stands for at home and abroad, and will we begin to engage in that war of ideas And what better week to talk about what America stands for than in the days after this exercise of American democracy, of elections, this exercise that so many countries, so many citizens die for, protecting that our founding fathers created the greatest nation on earth with the greatest constitution, this ideology that is Americanism, that is a republic not just a democracy, but better defined, a republic, a city on a hill. This election was full of hand-wringing, and for those of you who follow me, not only here on this podcast together, but on Twitter, on social media, and elsewhere, you'll know I was not campaigning for, nor did I support the candidacy of Mr. Donald Trump. I started off as a Rubio supporter and then a Cruz supporter, uh, and ultimately resigned from the from the Republican convention as a delegate because I could not participate in his coronation. But it is a very different thing to express my personal opinion about a candidate in a two-party system. Now, ultimately, there are other parties. And for the first time in my voting life, since I voted first for President Reagan in 1984... I obviously supported him in uh, 1980, but wasn't able to vote. Um, But, oh, I'm sorry, my first uh, uh, voting was for President Bush in 1988. 
My first active election was in 1984, in which I campaigned for President Reagan, but was 17 and unable to vote. But I voted Republican ever since. This is the first election that I left the ballot blank at the top and wrote in Evan McMullen. But that's my own choice. That's what I did. Now the people have spoken. Mr. Trump is my president. Mr. Trump is, will be my commander-in-chief. And I will do my best, my patriotic duty to help him. I've gotten a lot of wonderful requests and hopes that I would work. People knew that I had been troubled by Trump's policies and concerns, and and I've expressed those. And we may walk again through a few of those that I'd like to highlight But I do think that it is important. And as I wrote on the day that he was elected and when he announced at 1 a.m., right before, as I saw that he would be president, I said, you know, our city on a hill will stand fast. May conservatives, especially conservatives, hold a President Trump accountable to our core values at home and abroad. God bless the USA. And that's what it's all about. Dissent is what my parents, my grandparents fought for in Syria and were unable to get it and came to refuge, political refuge for freedom, religious freedom, political freedom, human freedom, and human rights that they had protected here like they had nowhere else before. And that's why I became a conservative. So my difficulties were not only on a character level with Mr. Trump and his scorched earth politics and the way that he dispensed with his competition, not by ideas, not by meritocracy, but by other methods that I had disdain for. My problems with Mr. Trump were not only his inconsistencies, I had difficulty trusting the fact that the 20-year Democrat, Mr. Trump, and only four or five-year come Republican could be trusted to maintain those positions that he promised, and then his nationalists, some of his nativist, his isolationist, his anti-trade positions, I wasn't sure necessarily were conservative, and I personally did not believe them to be, but we fought that fight during the primaries, and as a final candidate, I still felt an ethical responsibility not to cast that vote, but now the people have spoken. My opinion is a minority opinion, and I recognize that. I didn't do any guessing on who would win. Uh, I don't do that. I am not trained in that science, and even the people trained have been proven to not know what the heck they're talking about. I will say the turnout was low this time. That affected the result. Mr. Trump had lower numbers of votes than either McCain or Romney got, so... The fact that somehow criticizing the establishment as losing when in fact the total number of votes he got was less. I'm not saying that I'm enamored with all aspects of the establishment, but to say that somehow he woke up a sleeping giant, he might have. But we need to unite because apparently the rest were asleep if he had a lot of new voters. And he put the rest to sleep rather than engage them. And this is a part of the political dynamic, but 
I think, you know, it speaks to that reform. I'm working on reform in the Muslim community and globally in Islam, but I think political reform, modernization, outreach and bridge building and coalition building is part of what America needs to look into. And now, you know, as I look, I served as a naval officer under President Clinton for whom I had not only no respect or very little respect, I had some disdain for his personal lack of character and a lot of his policy positions and which I found to be socialist and as was described by Anonymous in the Newsweek at the time, and I think it turned out to be Klein that wrote it, his politics of promiscuity, not only personally in his infidelity, but in his inability to be trusted. But yet I served proudly as a naval officer, and this was the commander-in-chief the American people had picked, and I had no qualms in doing so as an American and as a patriot. Fast forward to President Obama's eight years. I would have, at any time, had the White House called to get diverse opinions from Muslims who are reformists. I would have offered my advice, tried to awaken him, President Barack Obama, from his slumber against political Islam and his folly in his appeasement of Iran, Muslim Brotherhood groups and the misdirection from which they deviated our country from the direction it should have gone against political Islam. But I was never called, but I would have gone despite my deep frustration with all of Mr. Obama's policies, my disgust with his lack of leadership, his laziness and inability to formulate coherent policies. and his lack of vision in the Middle East. So now, as we are faced with a President Trump, I will serve. I will help. I will do what I can to help and what I am able to agree to and feel comfortable in doing, but I will not, you know, some have said, oh, you know, have have disparaged the Never Trump group, and I'm not sure if I fall into that or not. That is a way to describe what I believed. But I think more than ever, our party needs us. (laughs) I read a piece uh, a few days ago that uh, Amorosa, who just bizarrely seems to be taking on some kind of role, not only in the Trump campaign, but now in the transition team, is making a list of never-Trumpers and making sure that they pay a price of not being involved in a Trump administration. Now, if they're talking about reaching across the aisle to Democrats and working with them, are you telling me that within the conservative movement, the checks and balances for conservative ideology, those of us who had difficulty with the stances of President, a so-called President Trump at the time, would he dismantle Obamacare when he advocated, even during the campaign for a single-payer system? Would he appoint conservative judges, even when he talked about the brilliance of his sister, a liberal judge? Would he decrease the size of government when he actually endorsed 
infrastructure programs that include a large expansion in government? Would he believe in free markets when in fact he's looking at a trade war that would shrink the ability of America corporate markets to expand? All of these questions are fair for conservatives to ask and hold his feet to the fire. But I think now the sun has risen. He has a clean slate and we must move forward. That is the American thing to do. My protestations are on the record. My stance about my disgust with some of his comments about women and other things are not for me to judge, but as a candidate, they sure were. As a president, we put them behind us. This is a a country that has had the profanity-laden Lyndon Johnson, who socialized a significant amount of government that didn't seem to bother a lot of America, that was then followed with the Republican Richard Nixon, who was disgraced into resignation, then followed by the perhaps honorable but grotesquely incompetent President Carter, and now President o- President Clinton and then Obama, all of whom I believe had significant failures in leadership and character that we seem to ignore, and now somehow the the world is falling apart because the American people elected now President-elect Trump. When we come back, what should be Mr. Trump's strategy if I ever had the opportunity to sit with him and give him a sense of what reformist Muslim think? This is Dr. Zudi Jasser. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.